following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's talk, but no politics okay. Proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constance Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay here on the BICBP Radio Network. I am your host, Andrew Lenz, coming to you every Sunday. And before we get into today's topic, here is a message from our sponsor. It's new AT-AT, the all-terrain armored transport from Kenner. Batteries not included, action figures each sold separately. You can make AT-AT walk, its legs are big enough to crush obstacles. You can move AT-AT's head and pretend to scan for rebels. AT-AT has a cockpit for Imperial Commander and AT-AT Driver, and laser machine guns. When you push a button to fire the laser cannons, you activate battle lights and sounds. There's even a troop compartment. New AT-AT from Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back Collection. All right, so today I have a returning guest from not too long ago, Mr. Brian Finch from Processing the Process, Crafting and Drafting, You Don't Know Shit, and The Two-Point Conversation, and Crafting, I said Crafting and Drafting, I think I nailed them all. Uh, it's yes, it's these guys don't know shit, but these I don't guys. blame you for uh, claiming that I don't know shit, because I, I don't, I don't know shit. <laughs> Uh, especially about today's topic, at least well, half of it, maybe. Half of it. Um, yeah. Thank you for having me back on. Uh, yeah, we did uh, the the couples, mm-hmm. and uh, if I if I'm not mistaken, I was your was I your first guest? Uh, first, I would say first network guest. Okay. Because Matt, I'll take that. Matt, Matt is like, I think Who's was podcast Matt, Matt Johnson. Who's- I don't know who that is. I know, but he's kind of like the village bicycle when it comes to just <laughs> everybody gets a turn with him. And then the other one was like my mom. So you are the first network guest I ever had. I would go with that. I do I do remember that you had your mom. I listened yeah. to that episode. That was a great episode. Yeah, that it is a great episode. It's it's uh, a nice uh window into um Andrew's childhood and what led Andrew to be the man he is today. It it definitely was. There's a lot of things, even though she lies to my kids and lied to my kids and say a lot of those stories that I tell them never were true. But as Bill Cosby once said, that is not my mother. That is just an old lady trying to get into heaven when it comes, <laughs> to, those, when it comes to those aspects. But today we kind of have, I think, a little bit of a versus type thing. It's Star Wars versus Star Trek, even though it's I don't want to say it's like a fight. But you are a huge Star Wars fan. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. But I also love Star Trek, where you, I don't know where you stand on Star Trek. I'm, I'm quite okay with admitting and announcing out loud that uh, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it. But if I'm being fair, I've only dabbled very small amounts in it. Uh, I attempted to watch when the new movie came out a few years ago. Not like, not not like the the <clears throat> well they've done three new ones recently. I'm talking about the ve- the very first time that they came out and said, "Here comes another Star Trek movie that we haven't done in literally like 30 years or whatever." That was the one that I saw. But you saw the J.J. Abrams one, correct? It's a different timeline. I think it's correct. the Calvin timeline. So you, as a Star Wars fan, are very fondly of J.J. Abrams. No, because he does the most recent Star Wars movies, and they're not good. Either. Okay, so, I mean they're they're fine as far as movies go, but as far as the Star Wars history goes, the built up canon, at least what I embrace as the canon, uh, it fell very short. I'm and I'm I'm extremely critical of my Star Wars. Extremely, like it goes beyond just the George Lucas thing with me. So I know we'll get into it more, but that's yeah. just that's where I'm coming at with this. Is that uh, I had a older brother who showed me the way. My brother was born in '77. I was born in '84, so therefore I had this well-established 
child living in the house by the time I was born who grew up 100% with the existence of Star Wars. Like Star Wars didn't like my brother did not exist in a world that did not already have Star Wars being born in 77. So he literally grew up in the, the creation of the culture of the movie franchise. So very formative, you know, that's it became very much my early childhood world. I had my own stuff. We've talked before about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or I had, you know, Ghostbusters, you know, little offshoots here and there, but always at the center of my childhood was Star Wars. I I can follow you in that. My brother was born in 79. I'm 82. So he also, I also grew, I think the first movie I remember watching on HBO was Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So that's, but I, I agree with you where we've both lived in this I kind of lived in the gray area of Star Wars, but both of our older brothers have lived with that being a part of their childhood. Yeah. So, but Star Trek is amazing. Let me tell you, as much as you want to just deny it, you're watching, you watch the newer movies, which would be the equivalent of somebody trying to get into Star Wars, where they're watching from the Force Awakens on. Okay. And most Star Trek movies are not good. Unless you go into the older ones, only watch the even numbers. Don't watch the odd. Do, <laughs> not, watch, do not watch the odd. Just for the love of God, do not watch the odd. Star Trek, the next generation movies, eh, they're pretty good. Just don't watch. Which one is it? Nemesis. And Wrath uh, of Khan is, is God. Yes. And then uh, what is that? Oh. If you're a true, like, I'm not like a big giant Trekkie, but I do enjoy Star Trek. There's also I just commonly referred to as the, the one with the whales. <laughs> okay. I think it's oh, the next frontier. I think it's four, but I, I think Star Wars movie wise, but that's pretty much what they're based in is movies. It definitely has the upper hand over Star Trek, but Star Trek is an amazing type of, of world. Okay. So as you put in one of your comments, it doesn't have laser swords. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know what they're called, but it does have so much more. I think it has more substance to it. It has more of a thinking thing. I always tell people Star Wars is, is checkers. Star Trek is chess. Like there's no, I can use the force to move something. I think it's a little bit more reality based than what Star Wars is, but then again, Star Wars takes place in a galaxy a long time ago, you know, far, far away. Star Trek, it's, it's the ship. I think the enterprise is might be, you're going to, oh, I might get, I might trigger you is a slightly more iconic pop culture ship than the Falcon. I'm fine with that. There's a lot okay. of ships. There's a lot of ships in Star Wars. Like, because yeah. the X-Wing is just as featured as, you know, the Millennium Falcon is. So, you know, you don't think of Luke Skywalker without thinking about his X-Wing, probably. At least eventually you get there. Um, The one thing is you were talking there that made me think about what kept me from getting into Star Trek is the fact that it it seemed so much older to me because I know of when it started. Like it, even when doing it, even though it was a TV show like made in about the future, like the potential future that mankind could have, if we were to be traveling in space and be a part of this space federation. Um, so that's all very practical. Like you were saying, so that makes sense to me, but it seems to adult it didn't seem as far as like it when like i uh, i learned more of it like it looked dated even though it was supposed to be futuristic like it was supposed to be taking place in the future yet i looked at it and i'm like that's clearly smack dab in the middle of the 60s where when i watch star wars especially like when you think about like the beginning of it you know, it doesn't feel that way when I watch. I mean, I'm probably too close to it. Maybe I, we'd have to get. How about this? I got one for you. I got a solution. We don't have to 
do it obviously now. I mean, she's upstairs, but she's working. My wife's not into either. If we were to have her sit down and just watch them and like, which one do you feel best represents a potential like space existence? I wonder which one she would come down on. That's interesting too, because my wife is under the delusion also that they're exactly the same. (laughs) Matter of fact, there is an episode... Yeah, there is an episode. Literally millions of nerds on either side or on both sides or in the middle are all right now going, how could you say that? I had an episode where I took different names, ships, uh, phrases from both. And I had her, you know, sit away from the computer and I give her something. And and, and she had a 50-50 shot, Star Wars, Star Trek. Okay. And she blew it completely. (laughs) I did the creators. I said, Gene Roddenberry. And she said, Star Wars. I said, George Lucas. She said, Star Trek. I mean, it was bad. So that is a, a different way. I think my wife stays away from it because because we watched the Big Bang Theory. And I picked up on a lot of the Star Trek jokes, yeah, cosplay. And I was trying to explain it to her on different things like the lithium crystals, matter, antimatter, how they use what Star Wars fans would call it light speed, but start, but Trekkies call it uh, warp speed. Warp speed. Okay. And she was just like, I'm no, just shut up. This is, this is <laughs> stupid. But that was more interesting to me. I never watched the original series. I think that was the same thing that you did is I didn't watch the original series because it looked dated. There was no lightsabers or anything like that like i didn't enjoy the ewok movies as a kid because i was like when's luke skywalker coming out and he's just gonna he's gonna save the day well he never did but i got into star trek more with the next generation and that is where i was like this is cool and this is patrick stewart you're saying yes patrick stewart uh we're talking captain john luke picard the greatest star trek captain of all time i don't care you know William Tiberius, uh, oh geez, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, Cap- Captain uh, Tiberius Kurt. No, he can go away. Uh, captain John Luke Picard is the number one captain of all time, and then we got Commander William Riker. We got Data, Worf, oh, Doctor Beverly Crusher. We got so many, but be- I feel better characters than the original series, and probably I'm going to probably trigger a lot of people with saying that. But Johnny and I, Johnny Townsend from Retro Brits, Retro Pop, we have this argument all the time. But that is where I got into it because it was it didn't seem as dated and it seemed cooler. And the thing about it is, is like Star Wars. I understand it's in the name Star Wars. Like everything is like, oh, they're attacking, blow up, <laughs> just blow it up, just blow it up. I mean, even in what is it? Uh, the last Jedi pose like permission to go blow stuff up permission granted and Star Trek. It was like, there's like diplomatic ways to dissolve this. And I think that's why I kind of enjoyed the phantom menace, maybe a little bit more than most people. It's You're because, really into the Senate hearings. Well, because that's the way Star Star Trek is. Like, there's a prime directive. I cannot interfere. If you're a planet that is not under Federation rule or is not up to the technology standards, I cannot interfere with you. I cannot go down to your planet and do anything like that until the Federation says you can initiate first contact. Hmm. Do you see the? And I do get it. I mean, it, that's and where it, it's cooler. It is, well, cooler. I, I, okay, not cooler, but more of a thinker's thinking game. I just don't know at, at what age I that I could have that I should have been or would have been or could have been that would have got me to buy into that. I want to invest time into watching these different species cohabitate without like i need action i need i need a defined this is a bad guy and this is a good guy like um, bad guys and good guys i know they're i know they i'm not trying to 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 wash it all with the same you know stroke here but 
Um, so what age should I have been to like your the series you're talking? I would have been you would early have been, teens, be, be pre, no, just preteen. No, uh, we're <laughs> kids like LeVar Burton's in this show, right? Yeah, and he's like on he's, reading Rainbow. They did an episode on Star Trek The Next Generation, like the special effects and everything, on Reading Rainbow one time. Hand down okay. my favorite Reading Rainbow episode of all time. <laughs> uh, but that Star Trek The Next Generation came out in 87. I got really into it probably the 90s. Okay. I think it's like, 87 it when, came out. You're saying so it went to Syndicate and that's it started getting played on other channels? Yeah. Like yeah. I... I got into, I think it was on Fox when I started watching it, but it was around 90. So I was probably seven, eight years old, depending on when it came out and I started watching it. And it was like, this is cool, but it, it does have that. There are defined enemies. You know, you, you can't go to the neutral zone because of the Romulans and the Romulans are bad. Even though the Romulans look like the Vulcans are an ancestors of the Vulcans. We know that the Romulans are bad. We know uh, the Klingons are a very warlike species and very bound by war. I would say the closest thing to in the Star Wars category is the Mandalorians. Yeah, that makes I've, sense. I've even even asked a question before: Who would win in a fight? You know, Klingons or the Mandalorians? Because they're very honor. They have houses. Who who has a jetpack and who doesn't? Yeah, but the Klingons got birds of prey and can go in a cloak mode. Mandalorian has Birds of Prey or whatever it's called. The- That's a ship, though. No, that, I'm talking ship. Like, they can cloak. Oh, uh, that's fine. Anyway. And war, so we, can't get, war we, can't, we can't get into the... Uh, that's, see, that's the playground, like... <laughs> no, oh, then this is what happened. I'm just saying... I mean? Well, you brought up jetpacks. You oh, went no, to the I was playground. Calling, I was calling out myself. I'm sorry. Okay. I was calling out myself. Okay. Like, I can't that's get okay. down. I can't no. lead us down this path. That, that's fine. We can go down this path. <laughs> <laughs> just makes um, better content. So the Wrath of Khan, I'm I'm gonna keep kind of bouncing things off of you here. I think okay. Wrath of Khan that we're talking that is the Romulans. That is not the Romulans. Wrath of Khan is based off of uh, Star Trek, the original series about ge- there's calls it something that we're on the like the genetic wars. Okay. So you could go. Um, I mean, we're both fathers, so we're like, hey, I want my kid to be smart and fast. You got it. Smart and fast. Right. And Khan is a product of that. That's why he's stronger than everybody, because he was part of, you know, this genetically enhanced people. That's what that goes into. What species is he? I'm not sure what species is he. Okay. But I, I know that's the that's where that comes from. Because he kind of, in in a way, to me, looked like an evil version of Spock. I don't think it. No, the Vulcans wouldn't do that. The Vulcans, well, are very, just, as an outside observer. Yeah. Here, the, here he goes to the Google, the Googleness, the, to the, see what is right I, and wrong. And I'm, yeah. Well, I'm probably, I'm probably definitely, I might be wrong on this. Like I said, I'm not a huge one. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I, I get. I Vulcans are very logical. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't make 100% sense, like their motto is the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Right. So they're not going to base anything on emotion. They're going to base it on logic. That's why base. Kirk Kirk and Spock were so good to, together. Okay. Kirk was emotional. He right. was, I'm going to just react on emotion where Spock was very by the book. You can't yeah. do this because this is the way that it is. And Kirk's like, well, listen, I'm going to do what's good for these people over anything else. It's Riggs and Murtaugh, but in space. Pretty much. <laughs> like there's a big test called, oh, I'm going to mess it up. The Rigmamoshi Yahoo. And it's something that you take in the academy and it can't be beaten. And Kirk basically does it, but he kind of like cheats. And he just doesn't play by the book. Agree. Do you watch Young Sheldon? Yeah. Well, I have. <laughs> okay. Well, he he does this. He goes off the off the rails and becomes like a Captain Kirk. Because he's very much more. Sheldon would be the perfect Falcon. Okay. But he tries to become like the bad boy and go off of the way of 
of the playbook. Yeah. Boy. And I think that's what that that's what makes the Vulcan so special is that they're just this way. Cause that's how the Federation of Planets started. <laughs> okay. Is humans achieved warp drive. Okay. And that's how we got brought in because we finally achieved warp drive and the Vulcans came down to the planet and humans, you know, met Vulcans and everything else. There's a way different timeline where humans just go crazy once the Vulcans land and they start killing everybody. And then they just start like a big kind of empire of space, <laughs> but that's a different timeline. That sounds like America's fault. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's, that's the Vulcans and it's all these different species are doing different things. And there's the Cardassians, which are kind of like a little bit of the Klingons, but you, you get yeah, the, but they're all like smoking hot. Cause they're like, Sounds like Kardashian. No, they're like got weird ridges and everything else. And oh, okay. You learn, but they're very like they just took over a planet, enslaved it. What was it? Damn it. Rich Maranto is going to be pissed at me. (laughs) Uh, Because it's in Deep Space Nine. And Deep Space Nine is another great one if you watch them. I've only watched it all the way through. I've only watched Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, and Voyager. I tried Enter all of them all the way through okay. all okay. the seasons. I tried to do Enterprise, but that one kind of sucked, even though I'm a huge Scott Bakula fan. I thought it kind of sucked. Enterprise is like uh, so many years after they met the Vulcans. Okay. And that's how it goes from there. Okay. Like they're on the first ship to achieve warp like five. So I will say that overall. Um, I consume a a good amount of nerd culture, but never as much as I would like to just based on the fact of my wife doesn't have a nerd bone in her body. Like no star Wars, no star Trek, no Lord of the Rings. I, I can barely get her into like action hero movies. Like, like um, the superhero movies, I should say, like the Marvel universe. The only reason that I got her to watch all of the MCU phase one was because she, uh, we were on quarantine. We had nothing else to do. So <laughs> we just like every night we watched a Marvel movie and she liked most of them. She enjoyed it, but she'll never be, she, she'll never like want to do it. So you have to take in the, the number of hours in the day that you can actually like, sit down and watch something and consume it without having distractions of kids and stuff and then add in the wife. And then, so like I have this brief window where I can consume something just straight nerd. And um, because of Disney plus shout out our sponsor, right? Um, Shout out Disney plus Uh, they give me too much star Wars content and Marvel content. Like I'm behind on the Marvel stuff. I've only, we've only watched WandaVision. Yeah. You got to get Paramount Plus, and then they just shove the Star Trek stuff in your face. But I won't have, I still won't have time, it feels like. This, there, there's like you'll, you'll, a motion of hours that I need to make to, to make this work. I used to, that's what I used to do when my wife worked nights, is I yeah. would watch the Star Trek series. So that was my time to watch it because she didn't want to watch it. She, right. It's, it's one of those things that once you start watching and then all of a sudden, once you get to hitting hidden meeting at the end of the episode, it's very cool in a way. Yeah. And to see the different species that what are in like star Wars, like there's another one called the trill where you just have a parasite enter your body. And once that your body's pretty much about to die, it, they take out the parasite and put it into another host. Oh. And you just keep on inheriting the memories of all these different hosts that you have. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that. And they're really, I guess what I should say about Star Trek more than anything is I, I purposely put myself on the side of, ah, screw that show or bad yes. hell with those movies. And the reason mostly is because like, I know I'm, I'm not going to be watching it. Like, uh, there's big Doctor Who fans, right? That are yeah. also Star Wars, Star Trek fans. Maybe they're Marvel fans, DC fans, whatever. Um, 
I don't have time to get into the Doctor Who stuff either. I would like to. I know I'd probably enjoy a lot of it. I'm a I'm a nerd. I've always I've always enjoyed le- legends and stories and fairy tales and things like that. It's I'm a ginormous Lord of the, if you, if anyone wants to have me on a podcast and talk about Lord of the Rings, you know I don't know if you know anyone, Andrew, but I would I would talk for hours about how much I love J.R.R. Tolkien's work and how important it's been to me and my growth and my love for fictional stuff fantasy i do i love fantasy work i love cryptids based on just the fact i'm like if cryptids are real that means we're living literally like in a jrr tolkien like novel like that's dope but other than it being old is it just like you said just slow pace the action like i star wars has action every which way it does um that's just the first series is the first TV series. The the mm-hmm. other ones really came out when a time where I didn't have anyone showing me anything. Okay. It, it falls into the same category that I wasn't a Van Halen fan because I didn't have my dad was too old and my brother was too young. You know, I didn't I didn't have anyone showing me Slayer because my brother wasn't into that. Now I got Metallica, you know, so instead of Star Trek, I got Star Wars because of my brother. My, my I could very easily be a Star Trek fan just based on my brother being Star Trek fan first, if that would have happened. I think if you sat down, if you actually, if you had time, yeah, sat down and you watch the next generation, even though the first season is rough, and you're gonna be like, Why is there costume changes all of a sudden? I think you'll I think like, Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Well, like when Whoopi Goldberg wasn't Whoopi Goldberg the way she is now, but she plays kind of the the consultant bartender and yeah. it probably has one of the greatest science fiction anti-heroes of all time in in Star Trek the next generation and that is Q and I am so pumped oh my goodness that's actually at the time of the recording that's coming out in a couple of days I'm so pumped to see him come back in the Picard series because Q is another like distant being that has like godlike powers and then borg the borg is such a great enemy i don't know if you've ever seen a borg no picture here i'll look it up right now so it's in context it's like uh, they're 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 a hive mind okay so venom simient but darth vader type thing where they put cybernetics on them and they all talk. Wait, 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 wait. So we can reference um, how did this get, or not how did this get, I don't know why I was saying that. Uh, Big Bang. Was that when they went and dressed up in the desert and took the pictures of themselves? Is that what um, uh, the Jewish the Jewish guy's name, why am I Boy. blanking right now? Is oh, he wait. playing the Borg? I think yeah. he is. Yes. All right. I know what that looks like then. Resistance is futile. He may have said that. Yeah, well, you had to have their catchphrase. <laughs> they just pretty much take you and then they turn you into this, to this being. And their ship is just a giant cube, not like aerodynamic at all. It's just a cube that hurls through space. Okay. Here, I think I see Picard as a Borg. Yes, that was a devastating episode. Oh, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> My right. bad. Picard did come become a Borg. Okay. Oh, okay. It it looks kind of cool. Looks like he's got a giant gun. This guy attached that's, to his hand. That's like, like a more like a R two D two type weapon. Okay, interesting. Oh, he can open doors. Yeah, that's what R two D 2s job is in Star Wars. Just go open <laughs> stuff. Even though in, in modern day world we can we walk into grocery stores constantly and doors are just opening first well he's got to get through security codes and everything else and okay yeah it's a a process leave r2 alone listen it everything inside the star wars universe i i will take my shots at except for this this delightful fellow behind me here you can see my grogu i'm not a big fan you're not a big fan of grogu i am but i'm not it all makes sense. It's not forced, if if that's what you're thinking. It, it, no, it. I think it's one of those things where it, 
he's become so popular that it's like, uh, do you know there's oh. better, you know, there's better things. Like I get into that like nerdy kind of rage thing where I see somebody and they're like, Grogu's so cute. I'm like, you know, Mandalorian's cool too, right? That's some good cereal. Oh, you've had it? Yeah. There's no cereal left in there anymore. I'm a giant kid, so I even got the Ghostbusters Afterlife one. I've tried Jojo Siwa's. Um, <laughs> what hell <laughs> uh, is it? The, Why do you know what that is? What, Jojo Siwa? Yeah, you don't have kids young enough for that, do you? I got a, not anymore, but I got a daughter. We watch Dance Moms and stuff. I didn't know how long she's been around. Oh, she's been around for a while. What was the... The high top song. I rock out to that. That's a good song. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just know that my girl's got some stuff. Yeah. Um, either like bed cheese or whatever. I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, but yeah, it's this. The characters seem okay to me. The storyline so far you've sold me and it seems okay for how old I am now because, you know, I'm into politics now because yeah. I'm old. That's what happens when you get old. You get into politics. You don't even see it coming. Even though one day all of a sudden show. you're like, you're like, huh, man, the, the 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 it's really interesting what's going on between Ukraine and the European Union. I <laughs> actually I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, why, I literally, that's why that, I named the title of my show. But yet here I'm telling everybody, you know, watch Star Trek because it's it's diplomatic, but it's <laughs> it's. It's not so much that too. There are some really cool action parts. Like you have to rename your podcast, Andrew. It's now yeah. <laughs> let's talk, but no politics, except if it's Star or Star Trek, Trek. politics. Then we can that's talk. More, that's more of a fake one. That's more. This is the most politics I think I've talked, other than would be and Chris did. Uh, we started talking about SNL doing political type stuff and parodies, oh, yeah. but yeah. that's other than that. I mean, but this this is. <laughs> This isn't always real world context, but like you said, the action thing is, it's pretty awesome in, in Star Trek, you know, when you get into red alert and they, you know, raise shields and they fire their photon torpedoes, just well, like Star Wars. A, a, well, a Star Trek space battle very much seems more like a uh, Cold War submarine face off. It, it, it is as more red October than pearl harbor <laughs> yeah yeah because there's not really any big time small vehicles because their ships are more used for exploration as i'm doing yeah. air quotes than it is for for battle so you're not going to see a lot of little uh ships like an x-wing an a-wing a y-wing or anything like that yeah but it, they're, it's 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 really good. It's really good. Commander really William Riker, I think, is up there with coolness, just like Han Solo. Wow. That's my guy. I'm a big William Riker fan. Okay. Is does he have a beard? Yes. Except for yeah, in the first couple of seasons. Okay. I picture him. I can I think I can picture him. Yeah. See, that's the thing. I've been existing just outside of the world of Star Trek. It's not like I'm ignoring it, but it's also something I want to see if you agree with me on this. What in, in preparation for this show, the only preparation that I fully did because I didn't want to like dive into like understanding Star Trek until we started talking about it, but I did want to come into it with how does this debate, this um, disagreement between liking both of them or having to like one or the other. I, I stumbled across something and I think it holds up and let's see what you think, Andrew. So okay. you're either a Beatles fan or a Rolling Stones fan. Now there, there are some in the middle, but there's definitely one of that's a band. Those two, two bands that you can say, I am a blah band or a blah band. I could agree with that. I think okay. you get a lot of people that say the Beatles are the greatest rock and roll band of all time. And you get a lot of people that say Rolling Stones are the number one band of all time. Right. You're either a Nintendo guy or a Sega guy. Okay. You know what I mean? This this is where you're yeah. either a Star Wars fan or a Star Trek fan. You're either a Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter. Can you even do that? Like, is that? I don't no, think I'm, you could put I'm them both. on the same. Met- 
I don't think no, you can put both. them on the same platform. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't be a fan of both. They both have wizards. <laughs> I mean, I would go more Lord of the Rings because see, the right here, this is where I'm starting to like sound like you at Star Wars. Like I'm like, oh, I got swords in Lord of the Rings, and yeah. <laughs> swords make things better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and all this other cool stuff and giant eagles and trees that come alive. Yeah. Harry what's Potter. The, what's has, the other thing that my dad always would tell me? There's another. Oh, um, Chevy uh, Ford. Chevier Ford, Zeppelin, or The Who, I guess, is one that people used to pick. I've never heard that one, but I can see that. Yeah. Because I did my only ones that I've really did kind of in this versus format that I've done so far is I've done Full House and Family Matters. Okay. Uh, the original series of Star Trek, The Next Generation. And then I did uh, Masters of the Universe or He-Man versus Thundercats. Oh, see, yeah, that's I think that's another one for me that I don't I don't think they should be on opposites of each other. Like why it'd be like Lord of the Rings. No, like I understand that it, yeah. that probably does exist. Um, but for me, it feels like, like I like them both. <laughs> yeah. As far well, as like 80s 80s cartoons that were made to sell as toys, they were both great. <laughs> well, that's how I feel about Star Wars and Star Trek. I feel like they both bring something to the table. And in my mind are the number one and number two. My love for Star Wars is a little bit more because I was indoctrinated into it at a younger age than I was Star Trek. Right. Star Trek never really had the coolest toys, but Star Wars did. So for a young kid, it's kind of lopsided when it comes to that aspect. So it goes back to what you're saying. There's more the star Wars stuff than there is star Trek stuff. Like you, you can play with an X wing and be like, Oh, I'm going to go blow up this tie fighter. That's cool. How do you really do that in star Trek in a way? Yeah. Right. Okay. I have the bridge. I'm going to go blow up a Romulan ship and call it a day. All right. We're cool. It's like, now do I, I need to Rom- have a diplomatic conference afterwards? Exactly. Oh, I, was no, thinking, nope. I was learning. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Don't fire yet. Hold. Uh, we're getting a call. Yes, Ambassador. It's an ambassador from the Romulets. He's here to negotiate peace. You know, that's funny. In the video game for Star Trek The Next Generation, there is a call that comes through. You start attacking the ship, and then they come through, and they're like, listen, we ease up. We're done. And that's like, do you want to keep on, you know, attacking or just let them go? And then if you keep on attacking them, you have like somebody from the Federation popping up saying, oh, you did this wrong. Or if you accidentally you're on a mission and you shoot the wrong person, you get the person from the Federation going, oh, why would you do that? We need them for this, this and this. And that's how the video game goes. And it really makes me mad because I can't go to warp time. I I it, it it all exists there, Andrew, in a way that I can understand that I would be able to be a fan of it. And I could even see myself maybe being an advocate for it at some point that it's good content to be consumed. Uh, I've consumed literally everything as far as movie TV shows for Star Wars. So that's a lot i know so just the fact that like star trek exists at the same time with that much um i would love to be able to get into it so how about this should i should we do a star trek update when we drop our star wars podcast i think you i I, you're so yeah I think you should. I think you should. Star Trek is amazing. There's just so many aspects. All right. I'm, I am moving into you, looking up how I can watch these without downloading Paramount. I think they're on Netflix still. Well, that would help because I've held on to that even though they keep jacking up the prices. Oh, I don't pay for it. I get mine from T-Mobile. Beautiful. Is there, are they still on there? Or did they all move to Paramount? You better get Paramount. 
Oh yeah, they're on Paramount. Well, at least at least Star Trek the Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, which are my two favorite. And if you ever do an episode of these guys don't know shit and you're doing Star Trek, <laughs> please get Rich Maranto, because that guy has the most amazing trucky mind I've ever seen. Well, it's interesting that we could have had maybe we should do this again. I don't know. This is your podcast. You do what you want. What well, 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 shoot it uh, out, man. Wall saying a rich versus me. Can I can, who can win the debate of what is better? But I'd have to consume a decent amount of Star Trek to be to be educated. You know well, what I mean? I, I need to know what I'm talking about and why Star Wars is better. We but got at the it. same time. I'm gonna acknowledge all the time. Like if he brings up the the sequels i'm not i'm defenseless what am i supposed to my my guard will be let down i'll be like well, yeah you're right rich you're right it was trash i know I, she was a terrible actress i know i think that's the thing though about star wars is there's finally a chink in the armor like there's finally something a weakness to this grand thing other than the holiday special right or you could even do like the ewok movies but they're still decent because even the ewok cartoon and droids and all that stuff clone wars is good phenomenal star wars rebels that i thought was going to be horrible i enjoyed i didn't i've never seen resistance but the bad batch is pretty decent the mandalorian the book of boba fett is pretty good there there's just so much surrounding it and then all of a sudden you're like it's three ninjas type stuff (laughs) your weak point for any star wars fan you just say you leave three ninjas out of this <laughs> that should never how get dare sequel. how dare you oh you know, you're saying you're knocking on the sequels okay okay I, yeah I, yeah you're, you're yeah like you remember when the grandpa teaches them the weak points well your weak point is right at the sequels like you can work around the book of boba fat and everything else even though there's certain points in there but that that sequel thing can devastate you where Star Trek has had this up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down history of everything. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the toys that made us, their first toys were just sticker slap stuff where they put like Astro tank on something and it's a it's a tank or it's little army men like Star Wars has just been it. But Star Trek has had so many up and downs that I think a lot of people don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and, you know, Star Wars has had, I mean, the prequels didn't get like good reviews. Like diehards that consider themselves diehards back in the day, they weren't happy with that. I wasn't 100% happy with it. I liked them far more than I liked the sequels. Yeah. But I mean, they acknowledged part that is what's wrong with the sequels is that they went in knowing they wanted to make three movies but didn't want a unified idea of what those three movies is going to cover which is a unique way to make a trilogy is to go hey we're going to do three movies cool like a trilogy yeah like a trilogy okay well here's the first movie and here's this director but we're not going to bring them back and then we're going to bring a new writers and they're going to write the second one well he's at least going to be able to finish the third yeah yeah yeah, but they're going to be different writers (laughs) Like what? What are we talking about? So that I mean, they I think they'll make up for it at some point. I think it's going to be the black eye that they'll no longer be able to cover up anymore. That they'll eventually have to go back and fix the ending of Skywalker, fix the ending of his life, because you're already using him now. This is full of spoilers. I hope people that tune into this download this episode, <laughs> like understand them. They were name dropping stuff all over the place. But um, as far as the new stuff goes, I think they will have to acknowledge how important that character has been and that you can't let Luke Skywalker go out like that, especially when stuff has been written already. The like just phenomenal Luke Skywalker, not canon. All right, this is, we're talking legends now. So if you go back and read some of the old stuff, there's phenomenal writers that did amazing job of the Luke Skywalker character with the, the last uh, character. Han's story is phenomenal. So I, I would like to see them go back and redo it all, especially with the way that they can do the um, 
deep fake technology where they, they can do the de-aging on it and stuff like that. So, which I would love to see them do with, I, I mean, maybe Picard has it. I don't even know. Oh, he's going straight old school, man. In Picard, in that episode, he in that series, he is old. He's Patrick old, old? St- he's old, old Patrick Stewart, but he's oh, still, okay. he doesn't have the fighting thing. What? So what they did was, spoilers if nobody's seen Picard. <laughs> let's get, so what they did was, is Data is basically a robot without kind of human emotions. Uh, think, of, think of C-3PO, but much cooler. Yeah. Like the processing is there and he looks human, even though his skin is a little bit more paler. So what they did was at the end of the first season of Picard, they kind of, I forgot what happened to him. They kind of made him into that type of cyborg. So he'd live for, or not even a cyborg, that type of robot. So he kind of lived forever just in case, God forbid, if Patrick Stewart passes away, you know, you can still kind of work around it. Maybe, you know, it dies out that way. But Picard, once again, Picard was basically working with an artificial heart and he was killing it out there. He was killing it. Are you saying oh. the actor had an artificial heart? No, no, no. Picard, the oh, actual okay. character. Like there's an episode where he's got to get somewhere to get the heart changed out. That sounds like a ER episode. <laughs> but he's he's traveling with a young uh, Wesley Crusher or Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. <laughs> with the Will. Those are the best Family Guy episodes too. The ones where they got the cast of Star Trek: The Next Generation. And he's like, I want to make BLT. And he's like, they don't make it anymore, Michael. (laughs) I want a shamrock (laughs) shake. For Christ's sakes, it's June. (laughs) But that's that's how great Star Trek The Next Generation is. And the whole Star Trek universe in there as well. Okay. So, but thank you for coming on. And I think we should do a kind of a little bit of maybe a debate later on. It on the road. I'm going to have to consume it. I'm going to have to figure out a way. I, Maybe I can do one of those one week free things and then cancel. But I just got screwed on that with Stitcher. I tried the Stitcher Premium so I could listen to one of Stitcher's a uh, podcast app. Oh, yeah. And so I used it so I could be able to listen to How Did This Get Made's old archives because I had nothing else to do at work when I was doing my boring part of my (laughs) job. Uh, uh, So they actually screwed me and they charged me, but so I have to still contact them. Yeah, if you can, like an old man. If you can in any way try and consume as much as you can. It's maybe I can make him borrow some somebody's oh, you know what? I, I don't even know what my oh, I gotta ask my daughter. <laughs> libraries a lot of times have TV series that you can uh, borrow. Okay, do they? Yeah. So I can I can check and see if I can do that. Yeah, but definitely we should do that would be a really great. That would be really great. And just moderate. I bring me back after I finish uh, season one. Like, what'd you think, Brian? You know what? That was still trash. Yeah, you pro- I think most people will. It's it, it once again too with if it's if it's ice cream, like Star Trek's kind of vanilla and Star Wars is like bubblegum chocolate, cherry flavor, yeah, ultimate maximus <laughs> flavor burst type ice yeah. cream. Yeah, like, there's, there's also just, some poop flavored Star Wars stuff, so don't even worry about it. Yeah, but, yeah, but thank you for if coming. You're telling me, well, oh, you're sorry. welcome. But I'm just saying, if you're saying that there's good Star Wars, Star Trek stuff to consume, I believe you because you're a reliable source. Yes, there is. But thank you for coming on, and you want to tell everybody about your podcast? Yeah, I I record them. Oh, more than that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, processing the process, your go-to podcast for two guys who know nothing about NFL scouting that desperately wish they did. Uh, we cover the NFL draft. So come over and check us out. This is our time of year. Uh, we're knee deep in it right now. Uh, the combine's coming up, so good with that stuff. Uh, actually, this is you're gonna re- record release this late, so now this isn't gonna be uh, it's no yeah, po- combine already happened. Uh, yeah, probably. When does uh, it come by then? After next week. Yeah, so, it's going to be done. Yeah. yeah. But go check out the older episodes. 
Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, crafting and drafting, which Andrew's appeared on multiple times, which we need to get him back. Actually, we're all scheduled that uh, with the boys today. And then um, uh, these guys don't know shit isn't as consistent as I would like right now. But uh, if you're listening to this and you would like to reach out to me, uh, I will have you on as a guest to learn about something. Andrew wanted to learn about pro wrestling or um, pro to amateur wrestling. And we had a good source, Jack Telepka, on for that. And we learned quite a bit. So in that same aspect, um, that's what I would do for you. You would tell me what you want to learn about, and I will do my damnedest to make sure that we get a good expert to teach us. Oh, and then that two point conversation show that we're both on. Hey, nobody watches, nobody listens to that. I mean, yeah. I guess we're both a part of it, but yeah. Oh, uh, people like NFL football, weird. I know, bro, NFL history and film studies and. Trivia games and retro fantasy. Nobody wants to. Dude, those trivia games are so fun. Everyone should tune in just, just, just for those as just comedic, just natural ability of the Telepkas. Oh yeah, the brothers Telepka are absolutely amazing. Yep. Uh, but thank you everybody for listening, and remember to catch new episodes of Let's Talk with No Politics. Okay, every Sunday on the BICBP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, bonus episodes every Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Helium Radio Network. Also, go to the YouTube channel. Check out as I still continue my journey of going through ING's top 100 NES games of all time. And Let's Plays, tiering, and other great videos as well. And make sure you check out the Facebook page for my podcast as well as Brian's. And with that being said... Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Computer subspace transmission to Starfleet Command from Enterprise. Stardate 45481.4. It's a single blast, source unknown. Lieutenant Worf checks weapon systems. Captain Picard orders full shields from Lieutenant LaForge in engineering. Suddenly there is an alien presence on the ship. It's one of the Borg, a hostile robotic life form. Commander Riker returns phaser fire. Star Trek, the next generation action figures from Playmates. I'm Patrick Stewart, inviting you to join me for a very special evening on Broadway. Let's discover the true spirits of Christmas together.